it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You ain't got to do anything. Cool. (laughs) Other than just sit back and talk about how much of a Brian Kelly fan you are these days. Oh, man, I can't wait to get into some of that. But with that being said, man, welcome back, everyone, to the South End Zone Podcast here on the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, at least for uh, just a minute, Jason Bailey. I'm with Eric Mulhair, and we would like to welcome back one of the OGs, Hunter Ballou, fresh off his big-time week of Astros World Championship, LSU win over Bama. Funny you decide to come back this week when you can gloat. Well, I was asked to come back, so yeah, <laughs> but I will gloat. Probably. I was to say, were you were you asked to gloat also, or is this just like no, a freebie? No, but I will. <laughs> I, I, I'll throw that in for free. <laughs> well, it was uh, quite a weekend, and uh, yeah, that, I know you you guys are both Astros fans, so congrats to you on the World Series, and uh, mm. man. Tough loss for the Bra- the Bravos and tough loss for Bama this weekend, but we will get into all of that. Now, Eric, uh, breaking news-wise, aside from USF uh, firing their coach and they suck and who knows they're going to hire, is there any breaking news other than that that we really even care to talk about before we get into the recaps? Uh, no, that that's it. The, the firing that we all kind of saw coming a couple of weeks ago when we updated our hot seat rankings – uh, finally took place, you know, 23 losses or 24 losses later or whatever it was. Yeah. How many power five games did that guy win? One. <laughs> one. Just just the one. Yeah. And it was uh, Temple who they just got drugged by this past weekend. Um, oh, God. Yeah, so that'll do it. One of his four wins in, in two years plus some change was <laughs> Temple. Yeah, yeah. Not great, Bob. No. Nope. But. Who knows who they'll sign? At least they won't have to compete with UCF next year. But uh, is that Dan Smolin's music I hear? Dan, maybe, maybe. I'd love to see that. Of course, he may be coaching Auburn. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, All right. Well, I'm going to turn it over to you, Eric, and let you run through these recaps here. Since, as uh, our listeners from last week know, I didn't see a snap of football outside of like the last five minutes of the Alabama game, and which I. I'm kind of regretful that I even saw that, but I did catch a few of these highlights. So Eric, run us through our picks last week, because I do know we were on fucking fire last week, man. We we did. And we'll talk about exactly how on fire we were here in a couple of minutes. But first, 
week 10 recaps. So uh, Thursday, we only had one play. Thursday, fun belt game, App State at Coastal. Uh, we both won. You took the over 61 and a half. Yes. And I took Coastal plus two and a half. They win outright 35 to 28. Now, we made these picks on Monday afternoon because of other scheduling conflicts. That total actually closed at 65 and a half. So getting on that early like you did kind of saved you because they would not have gone over 65 and a half. So bonus for us, Oh, uh, uh, Friday night, pack 12 after dark, we both missed our over 60 and a half on Oregon state at Washington mm-hmm. in a, a pretty gross blustery, uh, game. <laughs> it, the weather's bad, which is why over the course of the week, once the weather situation became clear, that line actually dropped all the way down to 53 and a half, but it still would have been a loser. So I don't feel too victimized, uh, moving into Saturday, the noon slate. The only word that comes to mind is domination. <laughs> we've, been, we've been killing the noon slate for we, like we three have, weeks. We have, and we're going to brag about the noon slate record here shortly. But uh, just going through these real quick um, because we we agreed on all of them. So TCU mm-hmm. minus nine and a half hit thirty four twenty four over Texas Tech. Florida at A and M. Uh, actually, I was the only one who had to play on that game. I took the yeah. over 54 and a half, and yeah. that was fairly easy cover. Uh, Florida <laughs> yeah. convincingly goes on the road to College Station, wins 41 to 24. And then the easiest bet in sports. Service Academy unders. Service Every Academy time. <laughs> it's like it's the easiest money to ever make, man. Under 39 and a half, book it. Yep, 39 and a half, uh, 13 to 7 final. So not only did we hit that, it was – Almost never in doubt. No. And for the first time in a couple of weeks, after dominating the noon slate, the 3 p.m. Eastern slate was actually pretty good to us. Uh, we both hit Baylor plus three and a half. They won outright at Oklahoma 38 to 35. You also were on the over there, 57 and a half. That hit. Yeah. Uh, Syracuse at Pitt, I took under 50 and a half. Again, that line moved over the course of the week. It got down to 47 and a half, but in either case, that's a winner because Pitt won a snooze fest 19 to nine. <laughs> it's an ugly game, man. Uh, one game we disagreed on was Liberty at Arkansas. So I took oh. I took Liberty plus the points, which were 14 and a half. Yeah. Uh, closed at 13 and a half. You took the under 64 and a half. So that was a winner for you. It was 21 to 19 final in the Hugh Freeze Auburn job interview game. But I went yeah. against my own, but my you own principle and for I once, bet against Liberty. For, <laughs> for the first time in recorded history, you took Arkansas <laughs> minus the 14 and a half against Liberty. So <laughs> you didn't take Liberty, you took death. So you missed that one. <laughs> Indeed. Um, that Did was you our buy a first ball ticket this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I may need may need to. Uh, and then the biggest game, obviously, on the the afternoon slate was Tennessee at Georgia. Uh, yeah. You took you took Georgia minus eight and a half. That was really weird because like eighty five percent of the money all through the week was on Tennessee to cover that, and Vegas absolutely refused to move the line at all. And then, sure as shit, Saturday morning you start seeing tweets about. Georgia bets start rolling in that line actually got all the way to 10 uh, before it closed. But wow. In either case, Georgia 27, 13 win that was actually watching the game. Never felt that close. No, it was, uh, I, I did see a little bit of this game actually, and it went pretty much exactly how I thought it was going to go. And it, 
I just don't think Tennessee is all that great. I think if you get pressure on Hooker and you force them, you force him to make snap decisions, it just doesn't work out well for him. And I mean, we know their defense isn't very good. So Georgia, again, you know, shows up and reminds everybody that, hey, you know, all that hype ain't worth a damn because we're still the best. Still Georgia. Um, Yeah. Now, for some reason that I, looking back, I can't explain. I took over 64 and a half in that game. Obviously, that was a loser um, with 40 total points. I Once the first quarter ended, I I knew that one was toast because I actually thought Tennessee would be able to put up some points against them. They did not. (laughs) Nope. Evening slate, uh, Texas at K-State. Texas was closed as a three-point favorite. Uh, When we made the picks, I took K-State plus two and a half. You could have given me the three. I still would have lost. Texas wins 34-27. However, you were on over 54 and a half, so that was a green check mark for you. Indeed. Uh, Clemson goes on the road and gets dog-walked up and down the field at Notre Dame. Oh, God. 35-14. sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it was coming. They oh, sucked. Man. They sucked Saturday. Um, T minus five seconds after you mentioned Clemson, he yeah. coming in hot. Hey, I I'm gonna eat that one. Seriously, yeah. I can't. I can't wait to hear from that damn guy. Like I, I, I just knew that I had an email coming from him, and nothing came today. So maybe it comes a day yeah. or two late. But you, I, you know what? And and we owe that damn guy a little, uh, a, you know, a hat tip because we were both on Clemson minus three and a half. And that, yeah. that was our worst bet of the week. Um, it, was, it was one of our easiest bets of the week on that <laughs> evening slate was Florida state at Miami, which was a complete evisceration from the word go. Uh, oh we, t- we took the Seminoles at minus nine, that line closed at five and a half. I don't understand how it moved that far in that direction, but Florida state 45 Miami three, that was, that might be the most thorough ass kicking I've watched this year. <laughs> it's a, it, Florida State did whatever they wanted whenever oh yeah. they wanted. Oh yeah, it could have been it could have been seventy five to three. Like yeah. I went back and watched a fair amount of this, and Norvell called the dogs off with like yeah. twenty five minutes left in the game. I was like, good god. Yeah. So um, Miami reportedly had like forty five recruits in the stands. This was their homecoming <laughs> game, and they got fucking annihilated. Mm. Uh, so two green check marks for us there. Easy money. Uh, I had a play on Wake at NC State. I took Wake minus the five and a half. They second straight week. I, I was counting on a bounce back game from them uh, after the debacle against. I don't Louisville. know what's going on with them, and, man. And I did not get it. Uh, NC yeah. State with their backup quarterback wins thirty to twenty one. So that brings us to the game. Not the game, but the game of Saturday night. Certainly. The game of this podcast episode, yeah. that's for sure. Yep. So in the good news department, um, we went 4-0 on that because we both took LSU plus 12 and a half. We both thought that, hey, getting LSU, getting that many points at home Saturday night under the lights, conference opponent, that's, you know. Oh, gotta, yeah. I mean, got to jump yeah. on that. Yeah. You remember if I said I said it before the uh, on Monday, I said it's either going to Bama's going to thump them. Or it's going to come down to the very last play, and that's what happened. Yep. So. And it did. LSU converts that two-point conversion. Uh, yep. Brian Kelly gets the wheelbarrow out for that call, <laughs> if you know what I mean. South Park oh, yeah. fans, oh, they yeah. win 32-21. to 21, And we both, because it went to overtime, not really a backdoor over, because these points actually mattered, but um, an over 58-and-a-half that was in peril for the majority, like at least three-and-a-half quarters. 
So we kind of dodged a bullet there and hit two overs. So on the week, you went 11 and three. Mm. And I went 10 and five. Thank you, Wake Forest. Um, <laughs> now on picks that we both agreed on that we took the, the same game, we went seven mm-hmm. and two. Oh, okay. And All right. That's not too bad. It, That'll yeah, pay. Yeah, well, and I mean, even even the picks that we either disagreed on, or you know, one of us took a total, or one of us took a spread, um, the the ones we didn't duplicate, we still went seven and four. So, very very good week, anchored by our continued dominance of the twelve Eastern noon slate. Oh yeah, so it's been, I'm gonna, it's been complete and utter domination there. Yeah, so, you guys like to give me a hard time about being the facts guy, so here's some facts. Uh, week eight, we went five and three in the noon slate, mm-hmm. two and one on the on the games we agreed on. Week nine, we went eleven and six, three and zero mm-hmm. oh on the games we agreed on. This week, we went five and zero. Oh. Two of the picks that we agreed on both hit. So, week ten, week nine, week eight, we are twenty one and nine. <laughs> and on the games, on the games we you know the picks we agree on. Hey, yeah, I'll take so on team X plus three and a half. Yeah, I like that one too. Uh, we're seven and one, so that's paying out an eighty-seven and a half percent clip, which is a good way to make a living. Um, Indeed. <laughs> and like I said, among those noon slate bets, easiest bet in college football, Service Academy under hit for the forty-third time in the last fifty-three games. So, eighty-one point one percent of the, the last fourteen years of Service Academy games have gone under. So, pay attention, folks. Well, you know, the, you got to feel like as many times as Vegas loses on that, the one time it does go over, people just absolutely take a bath. <laughs> well, probably. I almost, you think they like artificially move it down because it's just like, hey, here's what our computer says, you know, 39 and a half, and then they move it down to 37 and a half just to give themselves a chance. I, I don't know. I, I would put it at like 28 and a half if I was in Vegas, but yeah. that's just me. I, I mean, they just they go strictly off of what their numbers say and don't give it too much. You know, they go in there and they make adjustments and so on. But yeah. I, I wonder if they throw in an artificial <laughs> two or three points just to, you know, like I said, Maybe. easiest bet in sports. Yeah. Well, I want to take this back because I, I just, I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> this is a, I guess this opinion or what have you. So Hunter Blue, we all heard your takes on Brian Kelly at the beginning of the season and how much you were out on him and you were not a fan of the hire and all the above, you know, you had no good things to say about Brian Kelly, that he was overrated and all of the above. So I'm going to just pluck a little bit out of our, cause we're going to do stock market report here in a little bit. And I don't know if you're sticking around for that or not, but, Regardless, where's your stock watch on Brian Kelly? Because, man, you were selling shares as fast as you could sell them preseason. Like, fuck LSU stock. I'm selling it. Now, where are you at? Are you trying to buy? Because it's uh, stock's rising, man. Well, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm, I'm a seller, but I said it you know a while back that I thought they paid him as if he had already accomplished the things they wanted him to accomplish. I felt like they overpaid him in the, in the beginning to me lay out the incentives for him to earn that $10 million a year or whatever that number is. I can't remember, but Mm -hmm. he's actually living up to the expectation now. So regardless of my personal opinions of the guy, he actually sounds like he's from Boston again, which is good. (laughs) Um, 
You know, he's not faking the accent anymore, which is great. <laughs> um, if he wins games, nobody gives a shit. That's right. But that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, we, we had an ugly loss at home to Tennessee, which looked really bad at the time, which turns out Tennessee's pretty fucking good. You know, you said you don't think Tennessee's that good. They're still pretty goddamn good. Well, their I mean, defense is not very good. The defense is not well, good. No. Yeah. But they can play with anybody. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Clearly. They beat what did they beat Alabama and LSU this year, so that's two statement wins for them. I mean, Alabama mm-hmm. for sure. Um, the Florida State game was just completely and utterly embarrassing for LSU fans, and to me, that only solidified my position on Brian Kelly. But he has made rows. He's he's uh, he's well, and that strides. Florida that Florida State loss doesn't look too bad now. Because, I mean, Florida State's in pretty good shape. And that was kind of a fluky loss anyway. They don't miss that extra point. Maybe they turn out, you know, with a win there. So I remember talking about that game, and and we all kind of agreed that Mm -hmm. both teams probably could have walked away from that game feeling like they should have won by two scores. Like, you know, it's a week one game. It's just mistakes everywhere. So it was very sloppy. Yeah. uh, But, man. The mistakes, the penalties, and everything else. But they, so what, so what was your, been the best part? So what was your take on LSU Bama? I mean, I know you watch, you know, most of the game, if not all of it. I mean, what was your take? Like, I'm more, I'm interested. I was interested in your take on LSU, but I'm also interested on your take on Alabama. Just what you saw. Like, I mean, there's a lot of talk out there right now about, oh, this could be Saban's last year. He's lost his edge. Fine bombs just publicly crucifying him. I mean, what? I, I know he's the king of the overreaction. So what? We really What's need to be here for the fine that? bomb discussion. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, I don't think I think the Saban lost two games this year. Who let, let's let's put him on the hot seat. Like shut the hell up. No way. He's not going anywhere. I mean, you can't be just unbeatable year in year out. This is clearly a rebuilding year for Alabama. It's it's they're not your average typical Alabama team. <laughs> I mean, they, they, the defense especially is is atrocious for Alabama standards, in my opinion. This is not a good Alabama defense. This is not what you're used to seeing. I think if anybody's on the hot seat, is Pete Golding. The, <laughs> how do you allow the quarterback who rushed, what, like 18 times leading up to this play? Mm-hmm. You go man coverage, you don't spy the QB, and you let him run wild to go, to yeah. go ahead and, you know, let you know, the late go-ahead touchdown. Like, I, I don't understand how you don't spy him in that situation. I don't know, but uh, it's kind of, I mean, I'm, I don't want to take anything away from Jaden Daniels. Like, I mean, thought, I thought he played really well. I mean, I thought he was exceptional. So I don't want to take anything away and just say, well, we should have just dominated. But at the same time, I hear, I hear what you're saying. And to me, I think it's the same sort of problem for Alabama on both sides of the ball where it's an identity crisis. I mean, I think it's deeper than just Jimmy's and Joe's and X's and O's. I think it's an identity thing because if you look at Georgia football right now, who they remind you of? Because to me, I watch them and it looks like 2015 Alabama game fit, game manager at quarterback, power running game, and a fucking ferocious defense. And reminds me of the Kirby Smart Alabama days. Yeah, that's right. And now you look at Alabama and what do they look like? They look like Wake Forest or Texas Tech or some shit. Just, you know, bend but don't break defense and throwing it 50 times a game. I I don't. Average SEC West team. Yeah. And to me, like, 
I hear the arguments of the pundits and Feinbaum like, oh, okay, well, you know, he's lost his edge and all that. I, like, I'll listen to it. And the only reason I would is because, like, why, for instance, Jameer Gibbs has 15 carries on the night. He's averaging 6.6 yards a carry. Why are you not giving him the rock more and trying to control the clock and things of that nature? Instead, you're throwing it 52 times. Like what? What? What, what are you? What, what are we doing? Like why is Saban okay with that? That's my. That was my like main take to this. It's just you get down to the three yard line and you send Bryce Young on a rollout, and instead of you know just handing it off three times and scoring, what's hap- What happens? He throws a pick and we get no. That was points. a really bad decision. It was. Him. I mean, that was shockingly bad decision by him. Yeah, and I, I think. Like, I I mean, I'm going to ask you guys this. Do you think that Bill O'Brien even has like a heavy package? Like, you know, we used to run or LSU run sometimes where you get a Georgia, fucking Georgia ran it a bunch last year. They bring Georgia yeah. Davis and hey, you're a fullback now. I don't care if you weigh 350. Yeah, I honestly don't think Alabama has that set in their playbook. I don't think they have it because if they we, did, I mean, we, we, haven't, would, we haven't seen it. We haven't, and if you don't see it, like that would make you think they're not working on it in practice. So I, I don't know. I think it's just – I don't think that, oh, well, Saban's going to retire, all that. I, I'm not buying into all that. I think it's pretty easily fixable with uh, a couple of coordinator changes because, I mean, they're still bringing in the number one class every year. <laughs> so I don't think it's a massive overreaction. But, okay. So with all that being said, all right, Eric, do you want to get into the stock market report or do you want to do the college football playoff discussion? Because, I mean, honestly, I think that's pretty clear cut at this point. It, well, A, it is. And B, um, I haven't looked at the new rankings released a half an hour ago. So maybe we just table. And, and truthfully, my, my suspicion is at least two of the teams that are in that top four or top five still have to play each other. So it's a long ways from being settled. I think we can move past it. Yeah. The top four uh, that was just released is Georgia, Ohio state, Michigan, TCU and Tennessee Tennessee coming in number five there. And uh, Oregon at six LSU is at seven and Alabama drops to 10. So about what we expected, I think. So, yeah, I think it was the only question really out there was TCU or Tennessee in that fourth spot. Yeah. So TCU's, we'll talk uh, more about TCU in the second half yeah. of the show oh, yeah. and their yeah. prospects. Yeah. So stock market watch. So Hunter, obviously. Just know, walked away from his computer. Well, <laughs> he, did, he didn't really prepare. He didn't really prepare for this segment. So, okay. you know, we'll just, uh, we may throw him a bone here uh, in just a minute, but uh <laughs> Cause I, there's, there's only really one I want to get his take on, but uh, I'm gonna let you go first. So who have you got for me first on our stock market watch? Oh, okay. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the stock, uh, the current stock value of Penn state university, Oh the man. seven and two Nittany lions who have uh, won pretty convincingly most every week, except when they played Michigan and Ohio state. So uh, they have a pretty clear path to a 10 and two season, maybe a new Year's six bowl, but James Franklin doesn't have an, you know, what you would call an excellent record against the, the really top five, top 10 teams, um, especially in his conference. So really, I guess this stock market question or stock report question hinges on, you know, do, do you think he's gone as far as he can go at Penn state? 
Uh, no, I would, I would be in more of a hold uh, pattern here. I, I would not buy or sell the stock of Penn State. If I owned some Penn State stock, I would hold it because I think next year the defense will probably be, you know, just as good, uh, if not maybe a little better. And I think uh, Drew Aller coming in at quarterback next year would you know, lead me to believe maybe they improve some. And plus those two big running backs that are freshmen will be back. Yeah, that, that Singleton, Singleton kid is unreal. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think things are actually looking up for them a little bit next year. And it's a good opportunity since you've got guys like CJ Stroud leaving for the draft, you know, think so I think they're actually in a good position, but I would hold pending the results of uh, the end of this year. Okay. So you may not be a full on believer, but you haven't given up on them. Yeah, correct. Fair to say? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fair to say. I mean, they're playing for an orange bowl bid at this point. You know, they're, they're not going to make the Big Ten title game barring some monumental collapse. So that that's where I would be at on them. All right. Uh, Hunter, I'm going to jump in on you here. So after, after you saw what Notre Dame did to Clemson, Clemson just got their shit pushed in by Notre Dame. I mean, it was a straight beat down where are you at on Clemson stock I mean we know before the season you were not a fan of buying this stock so they're eight and one they're probably going to finish 11 and one and they're probably going to win the ACC and finish 12 and one so all that being said knowing where they're headed would you buy sell or hold Clemson I'm sold out of Clemson stock have been <laughs> for a long time <laughs> in fact, I'm short Clemson stock. Oh God. <laughs> I hope shorting them. I, I hope I hope they make the playoff just so we can just prove yet again that they are so overrated and they play in a weak ass conference. They don't play anybody. And they'll finally meet the big boys and they'll get their shit pushed in again. <laughs> oh man, that's fantastic. Not only is he still not only they've, is he selling, they've won two titles in the last seven years. <laughs> not only is he selling, he's shorting them. Oh. He's, he, he's shorting Clemson stock, <laughs> expecting is, it to plummet. Oh that, man. The argument is always it just falls on deaf ears for me. The whole they won two titles in the last seven years. Those players are gone. They're gone. <laughs> they suck. Oh, man. I love it. I absolutely love yeah, it. I'll, I'll allow you that the current Clemson football team is a flawed product, particularly in a couple of spots. But, man, I just, I've, I have a tough time just dismissing the track record. Oh, man. That's fantastic. I love that so much. Great. great. Fantastic take, man. Way to go. Uh, Eric, I'm going to bring it to you. Talk to me about. Oregon Duck stock because after week Z or week one against Georgia, you talk about a straight plummet. I mean, they lost by 49 in uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium to Georgia. And ever since then, they have been absolutely mauling people. Yeah. And home Bo Nix looks like a Heisman candidate. And hell, even road Bo Nix looks like a good player. Yeah. So he, he looks like a passable Division One quarterback, which is a indeed. So talk to me about Oregon, man. Where buy, sell, or hold? Uh, I tell you directly in the aftermath of that that week one bloodbath, um, I probably would not have bought Oregon stock. If you gave me a couple of weeks after that, I might have started um, to buy. I just don't. 
I don't see any reason not to be a buyer at this point. I mean, they've they've spent the last two months proving that, hey, you know, that game got away from us. We, we played a really, really good team, maybe the best team in the country, in basically their backyard, uh, new quarterback, new coach, new system. It, all this was new to us. We're playing a pretty experienced group of guys who are extremely talented, and it just didn't go our way. It really got out of hand. Um, I am not convinced that, Oregon doesn't finish 11 and one and play in the Pac-12 championship game. I, I think they probably, that would be the most likely outcome. So I'm a buyer of Oregon um, because how many times does, does Bo Nix have to look like a much improved player before I have to believe that he is a much improved player? Uh, yeah, they do avoid Utah in the regular season. So in that, the regular season, and they're unlikely to play them in the championship game. So, they, well, I think that I think the Pac-12 is pretty wide open still. I mean, UCLA and U and USC. It is. Still I think there's. Play. I think I looked the other day. I think there's four, or maybe a fifth team that have, yeah, some sort of realistic possibility to make the title game. Mm-hmm. And Oregon is leading the way. If we looked, I'm I would be willing to bet that they have the shortest odds to win the Pac-12 uh, championship. Yeah, they do right now, and the. Uh, Utah is still in the driver's seat as far as them and USC go, and right. they have the same conference record. And so, I mean, if uh, USC were to beat UCLA, Utah is in the driver's seat for that second spot. So, yeah, that's uh, so I, I'm a buyer of Oregon, even though I think to make the playoff, even if they win out and win their conference, they're going to need some help uh, because of that loss to Georgia. Because if you match them up against an 11 and one Tennessee, even though Tennessee didn't play for the SEC championship. Well, they lost to Georgia by 14 on the road versus 46 neutral site. And I, I think that might end up mattering, but um, yeah, I'm a buyer. Mm, indeed. Well, all right. So before you ask me my next one, I'm going to let uh, Hunter do one more and we're going to let him get out of here. Cause I know he's got stuff to do. So Hunter, <laughs> I haven't talked to you about it all season, man. I want to know where you're at on Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher with that massive $95 million buyout. Where are you at on A&M stock moving forward, man? Because, I mean, they're they're struggling. They may not even make a bowl game this year. They're going to have to do some things that they're not expected to do to get to a bowl game. They still got to play LSU. I mean, it's it's not looking good. They have to beat LSU. They have to win out to make a bowl game. Correct. And yeah. so, I mean, where, where are you at on Jimbo Fisher moving forward, man? I mean, because if there's one school in the country that I could think of that would pony up $80 million to fire a coach, it would be them. So buy, sell, or hold A&M. I mean, I would hold because Texas A&M, it's like you just said, they have the money. They can compete with anybody because they have the money. Um, that program is rich in tradition. They love their football. They love their sports. They love their athletes generally. Um, I just, I don't see them going away anytime soon. They're always going to be relevant. Um, so I would hold, I'm definitely not a buyer. That's for sure. But <laughs> I would definitely not sell it either. Man. So you, <laughs> is it, is it fair to say that you would hold because there's, there's really only upward mobility possible. They can't get much worse. It's unlikely to drop. I, I would, I would say that. Yeah. Mm, man. So Where I guess is- technically you could be a buyer if, if you believe that way, you know, but this could be a bottom if you will, but course it could always get worse you know what i mean if, if they play lsu and lsu puts a fucking mud hole in them then yeah it's going to go down even further but long term i think you're going to be okay at a and yeah I, I don't hate that i think holding is okay and really i would 
like put a contingent on that to if Jimbo is willing to turn over play calling to an actual offensive coordinator who knows what he's doing next year. Because I think that's really the only difference between them being a four-win team and a seven-win team right now is just their shit, terrible offense. And, you know, if they had somebody like a Kendall Browse or somebody out there, anyone who knows how to coach offense, I feel like they would – They'd be trucking people and they'd be able to play with anybody. I mean, they've got the athletes, so I don't think holding's bad there. Do you agree with that, Eric? Well, I wouldn't sell because there's no value in selling because I think it's as low as it could possibly get realistically. Mm-hmm. So I, I think holding would probably be wise because you know, you're really two one or two decisions away. It's it's not like they lack players. Mm-hmm. Now they there's a decent chance they get hit hard in the transfer portal and you know, maybe some decommitments based on the way this season's gone. But, you know, I <laughs> they, they I, I think the chances of like, them getting much, much better are better than the chances of them getting any worse. Yeah, I don't know. Yikes. Could, well, is it possible to just reallocate my portfolio and, and actually sell A&M and put that money towards Michigan? <laughs> yeah, that is possible. I'm a buyer. They look really fucking good. They do, man. And I was actually going to, that was the next sort of sorry i mean hunter if you want to stick around for that you can that that's sort of the next one i was actually going to throw at eric was if i could give you two stocks to buy and you just had to pick one or the other those two being ohio state or michigan which expensive stock are you going to buy (laughs) because hunter is on michigan he's not on ohio state stock give me those khakis baby Mm-mm. Plead them all day long. Extra pleated. Extra starch. <laughs> so Give where are you at, Eric? Where on the sideline? Um, but are you, are you asking between those two? Yeah. If I had to force you to buy a stock, Ohio State or Michigan, they're both high priced. Which one are you going to buy? Jason's money. Um, if it's my money, it better be on Harbaugh. I think I would take Michigan stock between those two right now for two reasons. Uh, the first one is CJ Stroud is leaving after this year. So who replaces him and how good they are is a bit of an unknown. Chances are the guy would probably be pretty good, but I don't yeah. know that. Yeah. Um, I have a really good idea of what Michigan's going to look like next year. The other reason is uh, Brian Hartline, who is an assistant at Ohio State and has pulled in five-star receiver after five-star receiver. I have to feel like at some point he's going to get an opportunity to elevate his job title and position somewhere else. So it's not clear to me how long he's going to be around and continuing what doing what he's doing with both recruiting and developing. There's, I mean, they had two receivers picked in the top 11 of the draft last year and their best one still came back, you know, and he's hurt. And the other guy now looks like the best receiver in the country, Marvin Harrison jr. So, you know, a lot of that's Brian Hartline. I don't know how long he's going to be there. So I feel a little more comfortable buying Michigan stock than I would Ohio state, but they're both viable. Man, we have gone from the roasting Harbaugh podcast to the buying his damn stock. never did I think I would see the day where we're all fans of the pleated khakis. That's amazing. What 20 wins will do. Yeah. No kidding. That's pretty unreal. I still never forget Hunter's take on Harbaugh. Uh, I, think was, said he's, said I think it was Teddy. 
No, Hunter said he's, there's no way he trusts banks. He keeps his money in his mattress. Oh, that's right, in the mattress, yeah. <laughs> so good. Never forget well, that. Yeah. Oh, man. I still don't what, stand by those words. Like, I still think that's kind of believable just based on who Jim Harbaugh is as a person. Like, I wouldn't oh, rule yeah. it out. 100%. Well, uh, Hunter, you got anything else for us before we let you get out of here, man? Because I, I know uh, we've got about 10 or 12 games to cover here, and I know you don't really have time for that. So you got any last takes before we let you go? No, I'm just happy to be back on, happy to be watching football again because now baseball season's over. and um, I miss I'm, baseball be season, more man. Football. World Cup's I'm- kicking off, though. Mm, world cup well that's oh, yeah. your busy season there boys so yeah, well hunter yeah. we appreciate you coming on man it's a great pleasure to have you again and uh hope to uh maybe catch you again towards the end of the season when lsu does what they do against georgia most likely so <laughs> yeah, yeah good luck so uh all right. well all right dude uh yep. we'll catch you later man thanks for coming on all right see you buddy see you all right well Hunter, always a pleasure to have our Hunter man. Hunter. Oh, always man. a pleasure to have him on, man. Such it's like great. He, it, uh, it's like he never left. It is like he never left, man. Such great insight there about LSU and Brian Kelly and uh, good stuff, man. So, yeah. all right, Eric. So hit me with your next uh, stock watch here. We'll run through these relatively quick because we're already a little long on the first half of the show. Yeah, so a little, hit me, a little bit. Um, yeah. So I'm, hit me I'm with gonna, your last one. I'm going to give you this one just because I want to hear you say the words out loud. Mm-hmm. Florida State University. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'll put it to you this way. At this point in time, if I was looking at a market of stocks, say healthcare, okay, and I'm going to look for best of brand. So I want to buy whatever healthcare stock is best of brand, okay? I look at. Best of brand football stock in the ACC, it's either Clemson or Florida State. And to me, Clemson is just not trending the right direction for me. I I mean, it's very easily fixable if they were to go and hire someone like from outside the program, because I think those internal hires are killing them. (laughs) You know, but like, I mean, Timmy called it before the season, Brian Streeter, you know, he just, they, they look lost on offense a lot it's, of the time. So yeah, it, it's Brandon Streeter, which probably tells you all you need to know about whether. Yeah. 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 Good call. Brandon Streeter. Yeah. Nice. So don't even know his fucking name. So <laughs> I just, if I had to pick one of those two, man, I got to buy, I got to buy Florida state because they do seem like they finally, and you know, kudos to them for not firing Norvell prematurely because I mean, yes, it could still turn around and go bad for them, whatever have you, but they look pretty good, man. And considering all the injuries they've had along the offensive line, the depth issues they had along the offensive line, I mean, it's part of it is the ACC is down. That's part of it. That's fair. But, but the other part, I mean that, you know, for everything they're down too. I mean, it's not like they were some great team coming in or even a good team coming in. Well, I mean, they're. I mean, they had a what? Seven and a half win total or six and a half? Six and a half, I think. They, six and a half win total. They're, yeah. yeah, they're still down in terms of being Florida State, but they, <clears throat> I think it's fair to say they're on their way up. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. So I would actually, I would take a small position in Florida State. I, I wouldn't just go all in and go long on them, but I would take a small position 
and just see what happens and see where we go from here because whew, man the 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 teams in the rest of that sector do, just don't look good to me right now i mean north carolina is interesting in the acc that's a stock that's like eh, it's just kind of they don't play any defense so it's kind of like it's just got it's got some flaws to it but it could still make you money any week you know you never know so if you pick them to go over against somebody odds are they're going to go over and that's the other part of this. It's like, who covers the most bets? And the easiest money of the week was Florida State against Miami. It was easy. I mean, we called it. It was like, no, no, no fucking chance Miami hangs with them. And they didn't. And teams like that that you can depend on, I will take positions in their stock. So, All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with some facts because I know that's the only reason you guys keep me around. <laughs> yep. You're the facts guy. Um. Three teams in college football this year are averaging more than seven yards per play and allowing fewer than five yards per play. You want to take any guesses on who those three teams are? One should be easy, and then two, based on the discussion we're having right now, should be also easy. I would say Georgia is one. Yep. Florida State is one. And good defense, good offense, man. Let's see here. Um, It's not Alabama. No, it's got to be Michigan close. It's Ohio state. Oh, damn. Okay. I knew it was one of the two. I just, I couldn't, I didn't think. And I think most, and my point is behind that is I think most college football fans would probably, if I said, Hey, what three teams are averaging more than seven and giving up fewer than five for play would say "Mm, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio state. And those are three pretty good. I, I don't think a whole lot of people would say Florida state is one of those. Um, Florida State leads the ACC in explosive plays. So in a conference with North Carolina and Wake and Louisville and, you know, and they're also second and fewest explosive plays allowed. So they're they're just playing really, really good football to me. And I, I was on the over. I think I was the only one. Um, I expected them to get to seven wins and Mike Norvell to be able to keep his job. I thought they could maybe get to eight but it's starting to look like they're going to get to nine and three and look back at that North Carolina state game and think, man, we should be a 10 win team right now. But so I, I think they're trending up. I would be a buyer. Man. Yeah, I would have to agree. I would take a small position there. So uh, I guess we'll get into the preseason total uh, hits and misses update next week, because we've just run a little long on the first uh, half of the show okay. here. I mean, I so, can go through them quick and only take a couple minutes if you want. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, if you can burn through them, let's just do it. Yeah. Okay. So real quick, uh, I'm in the lead because of course I am. Um, <laughs> now it's, it's the narrowest of leads to be fair. Uh, I am four, 15 and 14 on totals that have, have clinched so far this year. <clears throat> wow. Uh, so just keeping my head above 500 on the strength of my six and record thus far in the big 10. Uh, but my 0-5 record in the SEC West alone is dragging me down. Uh, there's a very real chance I go 0-7 in that division. Uh, I will go no better than 1-6. Uh, nipping at my heels is you at 14-15, and 15, so you're only a game back. Uh, you're 3-0 in the Big 12. Your other really notable result is 3-7 and seven so far in the ACC. They're not doing you any favors so far. No. Timmy? <laughs> Timmy pulling up the rear. Uh, he's 11 and 17. Mm. Now he's also six. zero in the big 10, the same six picks that I made are, have all hit for him, but he is zero and five in the big 12 and pack 12 combined. 
Good and God. surprisingly, this actually, when I went through and, and totaled all these up, this really surprised me. He's two and eight in the ACC, which <sighs> I would not have seen coming from him because I think he knows a lot more about that conference and the teams in that conference than your average fan. So, and I know there have been some surprises in the ACC, like nobody expected Georgia Tech to go over or Duke or Syracuse, but yeah, um, or NC State to struggle like they have, but still, you know, two and eight is kind of a rough look. Um, Big Ten, we're doing really well. We're 16 and two so far. SEC and ACC, uh, not as much, eight and 15 and 13 and 18. Um, Pac 12 is still wide open enough where not enough have clinched to get any real meaningful results so far. But yeah, and we probably won't, given that this is week 11 coming up, we probably won't update these again until the end of the year when we just do the final result. I don't think. Yeah. Well, yeah, that'll be interesting. We'll see what happens there. But I want to take a quick second and tell our listeners about our corporate sponsor, which is uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, imagine your kicker's lining up for an onside kick. You know, you're not getting the ball back if you don't get it. Stakes are high. Tension's higher. He kicks. You watch it. The ball lands. Uh, Did we get it? I have no idea. Oh, shit. We didn't get it. But, and I lost my bet. But... That happens, and sometimes you can win your bet if they do get it. And I've God, it's happened to me this year. But uh, you can uh, experience all that excitement with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Now, you can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. And everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Now, Eric, big game for your boys this week. You got yeah. the Vikings. On the road at Buffalo, man. Buffalo's laying five and a half. And honestly, like, I kind of want to take the points with Buffalo, but after what I saw against the Jets, kind of makes me hesitant, man. I mean, what what's that looking like? Would you take the points with Minnesota there at plus five and a half? If I can get if I can still get five and a half, I would because I think when I looked this morning it was six. And I think it is coming down because it is there it's questionable if Josh Allen is going to be able to play. Mm-hmm. He's he's dealing with a potential uh, ulnar collateral ligament injury, which any baseball fans out there uh, would equate that to potentially Tommy John surgery. If he doesn't play, yeah, I, I guess I like their chances at least to cover a little more. But um, yeah, they were they were catching six when I looked this morning, and I was like, ah, man, I don't know. I think I would leave that one alone just because I don't know how it's. Him playing or not, I think goes a long way. Him playing oh, well, yeah. right? Be able to be able to play the whole game, like yeah, and be Josh be Allen. To be fair, I don't even know who their backup is. I'll be honest; I have no idea who Buffalo's backup quarterback is. <laughs> well, I don't either, and that's another thing that would scare me off because the Vikings' record against backup quarterbacks is not outstanding. <laughs> to, to be kind, they, they yeah. played one this last. They played a third stringer this week and almost lost. They played a third stringer against Miami and and struggled for much of the game. All they, right. Historically, so, they have not been great against backups. That, that that means something to a lot of teams, not my Vikings. All right. Well, I'll be sure to write that one down for one of my parlays. Buffalo minus five and a half. All right. So, uh, and by the way, you can. Uh, if you're a listener now, you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays uh, once per game day all season long. Now, to do all this and get all this excitement, you got to do a couple of things. You got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TPPN. And that is the Pigskin <coughs> Podcast Network acronym. 
and uh, you get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game, only at DraftKings Sportsbook using promo code TPPN. And uh, minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply there, so check out our show notes for those details. Whew. All right, Eric, we're 47 minutes in here. And we've got to preview about 12 or 13 games here. So we're yep. going to rapid fire some of these, you know. But Yeah, some uh, of these other- really, a couple of these, to be honest, I just put in just because I want to see, just for a specific reason, I want to see if I can bait you into picking something. <laughs> you bastard. All right. Well, let me get the lines in front of me, and we will go chronologically here. And we do have some Tuesday night action going on, by the way. Eastern Michigan's up 24-14. Ohio's up 10 to 7. Ball State's up 14 13. So, a little uh, Tuesday night action that's going on in my background here. But uh, I don't, I never bet on the Mac. I, it just, it's like, I don't either. I don't, I don't know enough about the teams in that conference um, to really wager anything. It's, it's just a roll of, it's a roll of the dice, man. <laughs> it like, is. I, I looked at them and I was like, I don't like any of these. So, I, not touching them. Uh, okay, so the first game on the docket here that we're going to talk about is Georgia. Uh, excuse me, not Georgia. Will be Oklahoma at West Virginia. Oklahoma, man, phew, they just blech. they they don't look good this year. They've been up and down. They're five and four on the year. They're on the road at three and six. West Virginia. The total currently, or excuse me, the spread currently is Oklahoma's laying seven and a half on the road here. The total is 66 and a half. So where are you at on OU West Virginia? I'm on the over. Um, I don't have strong enough feelings about it. I've watched, I think, three games of each of these teams, and I've yet to see anything resembling good defense. Um, West Virginia, I, I don't know how they're three and six. They have some really good players on offense. Um you know, Ford Wheaton's really good. The, the Donaldson kid at running back that converted tight end, he's he's a handful. Uh, Sam James does a lot of good things out of the slot. JT Daniels, if you can keep him upright, is a pretty good quarterback. I don't know why they're struggling so much. So I think they're going to put up a lot of points because at this, at this kind of stage of the season, I feel like Neil Brown is coaching for his job. And because of that, I'm tempted to take the points, but I think the over is the bet I like more. Yeah. Well, you can uh, if you were going to lay the spread uh, with West Virginia, there are some plus eights out there, so you could get that at plus eight if you wanted to. I personally wouldn't touch this game with a ten foot pole. I don't trust Oklahoma, and I don't trust West Virginia to do anything remotely like I think they're going to do. So, I wouldn't touch this game. You're on the over sixty six and a half. <laughs> I say good luck, and I bid you adieu, sir. Um, <laughs> next game. Oh man, this yikes. This is the bait. Yeah. Uh, Indiana on the road at Ohio state, Ohio state's laying 40 and a half. The total is 57 and a half here, man. I gotta say 40 and a half. Uh, Isn't that such a bizarre a, combination of numbers? It is. And I think this is weather dependent. If I'm being honest, like if it, the weather's, if the weather is good, I might be hesitant to lay 40 points with Ohio State here. But if it's bad, then nah, I wouldn't touch it. So 40 is a lot. Where are you at on it? Uh, so it opened at 31 and a half, and yeah. it's gone up nine points in the last day. 
and that just feels to me like maybe the public is overreacting. Um, so I, I have to take Indiana in the points. I can't, oh. if, if, if I'm getting 40 points, I can't not take that. Can I? I don't know, man. Indiana's so bad, dude. I, I This is another one that I just wouldn't touch. I wouldn't touch it. I can't depend on Ohio State to beat somebody by 41 points. I, Man, I, like there is some 39 and a halfs out there. You can get a 39 and a half. So if you gave me 39 and a half, I might take it. But again, it's weather dependent for me. So I don't uh, know what the weather is slated to be. So if it's going to be nasty and rainy and cold, then I, you know, probably not. But if it's a clear day, oh yeah, hundred percent. And it's an early kick, so wouldn't shock me if it's just a beatdown. Okay, well, I'll take my chances that the weather is to some degree suboptimal, and that Indiana can keep it within six touchdowns. Oh my god! <laughs> six I'm, I'm trying to remember. I watched this. I watched these two teams play last year, and I remember. And I think you picked it. Um, and I think we agreed before the game that it would be basically over by the midway through the second quarter. And it was, but I don't remember it being a 40 point victory hmm. and Indiana was just as bad last year as they are this year, maybe worse. So if you're going to, yeah, they 40 were, points, yeah, they were worse last year. They went two and 10. Yeah. They were terrible. Yeah. If you're going to give me 40 points, I think I, I can't pass it up, especially if it opened at 31. I mean, it opened at 31 and a half for a reason. Like they didn't just yeah. pluck that number out of air. So I think it's being driven up um, by. I mean, honestly, um, I don't know that Indiana scores. <laughs> they might not score. So I guess it just depends on whether you think Ohio State can score 45 or 50 points. I think if they score 50, they probably cover. Yeah. Uh, and it's weird how the lines moved because 98% of the money is on Indiana. Um, yet the. I, well, I guess that's why it it keeps moving up. Um, but yeah, it's 40 and a half right now. So I think that's where I would get in on it. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> I'm not touching that one either. I think the total is a little too high. I think they're expecting 52 to seven and it's just not, not touching it. However, I would have some action on this game. Uh, Purdue on the road at Illinois. Illinois, man, they're they're still in the driver's seat, but it's not as clear cut as it once was that they will get to the Big Ten title game. It, so it's not. And Purdue is one of those teams that mathematically still has a chance, which is why Correct. I included it in this script. Is uh, you know, the Big Ten was it's more wide open than it was a week ago. And this Indeed. game is gonna go a long way in determining what sacrificial lamb uh gets put at the Michigan Ohio State altar in December. That is correct. All right. So the line is Illinois minus six and a half and the total is 44 and a half. What are you taking? I'll let you go first. I'm still on the Bielema bus, dude. I'm, I'm going to lay six and a half with, I, I haven't seen anything from Purdue to really impress me and to think that they're going to do enough against that defense to, to win this game. So I, if I can get under seven, even, uh, which I can right now, I'll take Illinois. Man, interesting. I would be on the under here, I think. I know it's a 44.5 total, and that's kind of low for a Purdue game, but I, I'm going to go ahead. It opened at 46.5, and, and it only dropped in two points. Like if, And let me see here. I don't – let's see here. So you get a 45.5? Yeah. No, I, I – 
There might be a 45 still out there, but 44 and a half, I'm comfortable with it. I'm going to go ahead and take under 44 and a half for this game. I think uh, Illinois will do what Bielma does, and they'll try to make Purdue play an ugly game, and I think they'll be successful at it. Who wins? I don't know. I would probably lean Illinois there, but I, I don't know that they cover a full touchdown here. So just give me the under 44 and a half. All right, now next on the docket, ooh, interesting one. LSU on the road at Arky. LSU coming off their big win. This has got hangover written all over it, son. So what are we doing on the road at Arkansas laying three points, and the total is 63 and a half? Oh, if I could have gotten this game yesterday at 57 and a half, I, obviously I would have been on the over um, because it's gone up six points since then. I'm a little more reluctant now. So I just – Arkansas defensively, I just can't trust them enough. So I, I'm going to lay the points with LSU. Yeah, I. this is one of those things where if this were two and a half – I would be all over LSU right here, but I could definitely see them, this being a field goal game with a potential hangover laying around out there. But I'm also on this under. I'm going to take under 63 and a half here because I just don't have much faith in Arkansas's offense against LSU, but I don't know that I have enough faith in LSU's offense to continue to look like what it looked like the other night. So, I'm going to take a little bit of an LSU hangover here and take under 63 and a half because I think it's just, I think it's jumped up a little bit too much for me. So, yeah, that, that's fair. Now I would guard against the, the hangover effect because that Alabama win puts them, you know, controlling their own destiny to play in the conference championship. And I, so I don't think they'll lose focus on, on these games, but we'll, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it, it is a fair point. So them being in the driver's seat could help their cause there. That does make it a little bit more interesting. So, all right, next one. Oh, God. Here's your. Here's some more bait. You, The Gus bus, man. Oh, geez, the Gus bus. UCF is on the road at Tulane. Tulane's laying two and a half. Give me the points with the green wave. Book it. They will beat UCF. Okay, I, so I didn't include this game to to bait you into betting for or against Gus Malzahn. I included this because uh, this game is kind of the playing game for the Group of Five spot in the New Year's Six Bowls. Yes, um, and, and I, I believe this is the game day location. Uh, this could week. be. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. So, um, but. Two and a half is the line, and the total is 53 and a half. I will say this over 53 and a half. Uh, I mean, okay, you're, you're, you're going to take the over as well because that would be yeah. my bet. Yeah, I'm going to take the over 53 and a half here, and I'm going to lay the points with Tulane here at two and a half. If it was at three or three and a half, I would lean UCF there. But given that it's all I need is a field goal, give me Tulane at home to beat them by a field goal. All right. And give me the over 53 and a half. I just, I'm not a fan of the Gus bus betting against him. He's probably going to screw me. It'll go under and <laughs> they'll end up winning by 30. So I, I don't know. Okay. But, well, we, so we now have eight plays on the noon Eastern games that we have dominated uh, recently. So we'll see if we, can, we only have one duplicate. So we have a chance to really kind of distinguish ourselves here. 
Oh boy. Well, that will be interesting. Oh God, this game. Oh, Jesus. I don't even want to watch this game. Like that's how disgusted I am right now. All right. Next game is Alabama at Ole Miss. Alabama is laying 11 and a half right now. It opened at eight and a half. It's up to 11 and a half. <laughs> the total is 63 and a half. I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> okay. That I saw coming. Um, 88% of the money so far as of Tuesday night is on Old Miss to cover this. And I am a big believer in trusting Vegas over the public, right? Um, when it gets too skewed one way, I am a fade the public, uh, especially. But I just can't bring myself to bet on Alabama covering 12 point or 11 and a half points against a team that runs the ball as well as Old Miss. So I'm just going to take the over 63 and a half. Mm. Well, I'm going to do the same thing I did last week. I'm going to bet against my own team. I'm going to bet against Alabama and I'm going to and I'm going to uh take the points with Old Miss here at home at plus 11 and a half because based on what Alabama has showed me on the road this year, Texas, Tennessee, I'm just not buying it, man. I mean, I think Old Miss could line up and play with either one of those teams. Yeah. And it's actually the last 2 years, honestly, if you think about it. Yeah, and so and Ole Miss is always a tough place to play for Bama. It's rare that they go down there and thump them. Now, they have at some points when Ole Miss has been down, but certainly not when Ole Miss is a good team. If they're a good not, team. Not when they're 8-1. and one. Right, and it's, it's always a dogfight. And Alabama coming off a crushing loss. Now they're out of the SEC title race. It's kind of like, eh, you know, how much – oomph are they going to go out there and play with knowing that and old miss is like well fuck this is alabama it's our damn super bowl so let's go so i'm going to lay the points at plus 11 and a half but i would also join you on the over 63 and a half here i do think both teams will score uh so you know it wouldn't shock me to see old miss put up 30 or 35 and alabama do the same so i'll join you on the 63 and a half i think it's a pretty good number but if I'm going to bet it, I would bet the over. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a game that'll end up in the 80s like we've seen. Yeah, know, but I, you know, over or under, I think over is more likely. Yeah, and if you're really bold uh, out there, listeners, you can take a Ole Miss at plus 350 on the money line. <laughs> Be a nice payday there. Yeah, and you know, I'll tell you what: if you're a believer that Alabama is a different team on the road, and you have two year, year and a half, I guess, of of games of road games telling you that they're not the same team, right? You look back last year: Arkansas, Florida, LSU; those were all much closer than they could or should have been, or at least were expected to be. 350 is a lot of value if you think an eight and one old miss team can really get it rolling offensively. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, because the only game they lost, they lost on the road, you know, at LSU. So, and they were up big in that game yeah. at one point. They were up, up 17 to three, four, so. 14 or 17 points. Yeah. Yep. So, if you, you mean conventional wisdom would think that, I mean, shit, LSU just beat Alabama. We, you know, we're up big on LSU at halftime. It's like, uh, maybe we can correct what we did wrong in the second half and hang with them. So I'm going to lay those points and uh, take the over as well. So, all right, next one we've got uh, Iowa State at Oklahoma State. Man, talk about a team that's reeling. Oklahoma State yeah. is, plus, is plus one and a half at home. 
to Iowa State, who is four and five. Oh mm-hmm. God, man! If you if you'd have told me that there would be a Big Twelve total between Iowa State and Oklahoma State before the season that was forty eight and a half, I would have said you were nuts. Yeah, but, any any Big Twelve total under fifty. Yeah. I mean, where, where, I mean, do we just have to take the over here out of sheer, just like statistical play? <laughs> well, it, it feels like it, but Oklahoma's, I mean, Iowa State is still is def- decent on defense. Yeah. Um, correct. In, in, I guess, in Big 12 terms, they're good, but Oklahoma yeah. State has been such a mess offensively oh the last God. two or three weeks. I don't know. If it was any team other than Iowa State, I would take Oklahoma state plus the points but that's man if i if i was gonna pick a big 12 stock to sell right now I would i'm, I'm sell. sorry I, w- I would take that team to to cover the one and a half against oklahoma state because they've looked ah, terrible okay. the last three weeks okay. um yeah oh. i was gonna say if i if i had a big 12 stock to sell right now oh oklahoma yeah state 100 <laughs> you gotta sell that stock man that's just you you hold on to that when you're gonna lose your ass. Yeah. So, um I don't know. I, I think I, man. I w I wouldn't touch this line, honestly. I mean, it's just it's too okay. close for me. Well then I, let's, I'm gonna let let's it, leave yeah, let's leave this one alone then. Cause yeah. I the more I think about it, the less I like taking that over. Even just out of principle, because it's the Big Twelve. I've yeah. watched Oklahoma State two of the last three weeks. They are putrid right now on offense. Um yeah. Now let's just move on. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh. It's now this next not, one, I don't. This next one, I don't care about the spread. I only. Want oh yeah, the next one on the total. <laughs> yeah, only Wisconsin. reason I included it. Five and four Wisconsin on the road at five and four Iowa. The total is currently thirty five and a half. Uh, Wisconsin is laying one and a half on the road here. Where are you at? I am in a place that I never thought I would be. Um, I'm going to take under thirty five and a half. On any game that does not involve two service academies. That's bold. That's fucking bold. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't touch it because honestly, I don't know what to make of Iowa. They've actually been scoring some points here lately. They 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 scored scored against Northwestern. (laughs) Yeah. And Wisconsin has sort of looked like a decent team the last few weeks. Now, most of that has been at home. I just, man, I just don't know what to like. I, I feel like I have to take the over here. Like, um, call me crazy, but 35 and a half, I just don't know, man. I I will say this. I would lay the points with Wisconsin because one and a half, if, that, it's, if that's all I need is for them to win by two. I, if there's one Big Ten West defense that I could pick to, other than Illinois to slow down Iowa's trash offense right now, this moment, it would be Wisconsin. So, I'm going to lay the points with Wisconsin here on the road. It may not pay off for me, and that's fine. But I, I just can't touch the total. I can't do it. So give, just give me the points with Wisconsin here at minus one and a half. All right. <laughs> nightmare. I feel like the afternoon slate's going to kill us. All right. So uh, last few games here. Let's get into some Big 12 action. Kansas State. This game actually means some shit. So Kansas State. Uh, and Baylor both are still in position mathematically where if some things happen for them, they could end up in the big 12 title game. So um, Kansas state is on the road and Baylor is laying two and a half at home here. The total is 52 and a half. I'm going to just throw it out there right now. Over, over 52 and a half book it. 
I couldn't decide on the total, so I'm just going to take Kansas State plus the points. And I took them plus two and a half last week and didn't go my way. Um, so I'm I'm going to trust that they kind of even the even the scales a little bit and and do me a solid this week. So K State plus two and a half. And you said over. Over 52 and a half, and I'm on the other side of it, man. I'm going to lay the points with Baylor here. So give me Baylor minus two and a half at home. It opened at three and a half. It's down to two and a half. People must like Kansas State. I think they're looking at that number next to their name, and they're not looking at Baylor. I just – I think Baylor's still in the driver's seat, man, you know, as far as uh, the Big 12 standings go. That you know, there's a good chance that if they went out and beat Texas, they are in the Big 12 title game. So, I think uh, I think people are sleeping on Baylor a little bit here. Well, so, right, because one of their losses is out of conference, right? They lost to BYU. Correct. On yeah, the road, who I believe who is yeah, it was on the road, and that was a bad loss because BYU is bad. But mm-hmm. Kansas State, you know, they lost to Tulane, who while Tulane is eight and one, they're still a G5 team. So. It's, you know, if you told me Tulane and BYU were playing, it would be a pretty damn close line, I would imagine. So Probably, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to lay the points of Baylor here and take the over 52 and a half. All right, uh, let's see. Where are we at on time here? 109? Okay, not so bad. All right, so next game we've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five left. All right, next game. Washington is on the road at Oregon. Is that correct? Let me. They are, yeah. Okay. All right. There it is. All right. Washington is on the road at Oregon. Oregon is laying 13 and a half at home. The total 72 and a half. Whew, man. I, mm. <laughs> it's, it's still tempting, isn't it? It is, man. It kind of is, but I, mm, I don't know that I would have a play on this, to be honest. Like I, I would lean taking Oregon here because Washington has been thumped a couple of times, but that was, and they were both on the road. Right. So I would probably lean Oregon here. I mean, it's going to be a nighttime game. So I, when, when I added this one to the, to the list, that total was at 64 and a half. I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's a good number. We can go over that 72 and a half. I'm not sure. So maybe we should just skip it. Cause I think we both probably have the same, uh, (laughs) the same reluctance. Well, I'm going to bet on home Bo Nix. Mm. I'm going to bet on home Bo Nix, and I'm going to take the points of the Oregon here at 13 and a half. I think there's a good chance. I mean, Washington's defense is not good. I've seen them play. They beat up on a bad Michigan state team, you know, but they went down to UCLA and just got mauled. And so that now you're going to tell me that they're going to go to Oregon and keep it within two touchdowns. I think Oregon's better than UCLA. So I'm going to lay the points with Oregon here and say they win by 17 to 21. All right. All right. Next on the docket. Ooh, man. Also potential for some hangover here. I don't know that I would buy it, but ooh, man, Georgia on the road. Number one on the road at Mississippi state and our boy, Mike Leach, whose players were apparently eating fish sandwiches under a shade tree talking to their fat little girlfriends yep. this past week but they weren't sitting down on any folded chairs on the sideline i can promise you that 
No, they were not. <laughs> that was my favorite tweet of the weekend. God, the I love that man. Kiffin, Kiffin retweeting that with a laughing emoji. You know him folding up all those chairs and throwing them down. So good, so damn good. But, I, I like uh, the one. I like the tweet I saw where, you know, when when Mississippi State's wide receivers start to play well, and it was it showed that clip, but like in reverse loop. So he's like levitating all these chairs back into, their, into his hand and folding them and setting them down, like right down the line. It was <laughs> that's pretty good. I do like that. Um, no, uh, I'm I'm going to do something that I I really don't like doing. I'm going to bet against the pirate. Um, a man oh, I have a man. lot of admiration for. I think Georgia's just a different team. So I'll yeah. I'll leave sixteen and a half even on the road. <sighs> yeah, I would be in the same boat with you. I think it's just too small of a line based on what Alabama did to Mississippi State this year and just or what they've done to them every year, really. And Georgia is just next level good. And I would be shocked if Mississippi State scores more than seven points here. And I think Georgia could score 40. So maybe they get a backdoor cover in garbage time, but I don't see uh, it, man. I'll, I just, I'll take my chances. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Give me Georgia and the points here. Wouldn't touch the total. Um, I would lean to the over because, like I say, I think Georgia could probably score 50, but it just it depends on you know, whether Kirby takes his foot off the gas or not. So, right. Like he did with, you know, got it in the second half against Tennessee and really it became more about, Hey, let's keep the ball out of their hands and just yeah. grind it out. And you know, they yeah. get like a nine minute drive. And yeah. So I think we might see a repeat of that. Yeah, it could happen. So I, I don't know, but yeah, I'm with you on that. Let's lay the points with the bulldogs here and call it a day. So, uh, last three games here. Oh God, this fucking team. North Carolina's on the road at trash ass Wake Forest right now. Wake, I, I, I'm lost here. Can someone explain to me why Wake Forest is favored? Well, not only are they favored, the line has widened. They opened at one and a half, minus one and a half. Now they're up to three and a half point favorites. Which, I, you know, you start off thinking, hey, I think the wrong team might be favored here. Yeah, but really, I included this game for that total. How juicy is that total? <laughs> I'm not touching the total, but I'll tell really? you right now, I'm not no, I'm not touching it. It's 77 and a half. It, it wouldn't oh. shock me if it got into the 80s, but I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm just betting North Carolina on the money line. Give me North Carolina plus 150 on the money line. Mm, that so, actually is really good for three and a half points. Yeah. So I'm gonna take that value with UNC here and say they get to nine and one and wake forest too. I watched that. Just Watch that dis- Louisville game. Despicable half of football against Louisville. And never again will I bet on Wake Forest. Not this year anyway. So give me UNC money line plus 150. Oh, see, now I have a conundrum. Uh, because in the time it's taken us to go through these first nine or ten games, um, I didn't refresh the page. And the line has actually gone up a point. Or the total has gone up a point uh, since seventy-seven I and a half. Yeah, I, I was showing seventy-six and a half. I'm like, what is he talking about? And then I hit refresh. Oh, there it is. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, God, Do it. I'm, I'm still. Do it. Te- I'm still Do it. so <laughs> tempted. <laughs> Do it. These teams are awful on defense, man. Oh yeah. Do yeah. it. Oh, over. Over. <laughs> yes, there it is. That's what. what. Who's What'd getting baited now? 
you, that's what you I'm took, talking about. You took North Carolina <laughs> plus. Yeah, I took North Carolina plus one hundred and fifty on the money line there. So I'm on the money line. Eric is on the over because I baited him right into it. Played right into my hands. Who's baiting who? All right, uh, next game because I don't want to talk about Wake Forest anymore. They suck. Uh, TCU is on the road here at Texas. This line has not moved. Texas is a seven-point favorite at home against TCU. The total is at 64.5. I want to get your take on this before I pick it. I mean, it's moved a little bit, right? It moved to 6.5 and then it went back to 7. It moved because um, just about three-quarters of the money so far is on Texas. And I just... TCU seems like a, a team that is consistently doing just enough to win games. And if you're going to give me a full touchdown, it's tempting, but I'm just going to take the over 64 and a half. Man, I like it. Well, I'm going to do something that. Oh, shit. Is that Steve Sarkeesian's music? No, it is not, actually. Oh. It's Sonny Dyke's music. And I'm going to take. TCU on the money line to win outright in this game. Oh. Oh, I'm going to take them. I'm going to yeah. take them at plus two twenty on the money line because I do think TCU can go down there and get a win. It would not shock me if Texas won. I will put that out there. Like this is not a very confident bet. So if you're a listener, don't just go lay this money. Like actually look into it. TCU has had a lot of success against Texas the last few years. So. If you're going to tell me that's all of a sudden going to change just because Gary Patterson is gone, well, TCU looks better since Gary Patterson is gone. And Texas has not done anything on defense to really wow me. Now, that being said, I also like the over here at 64 and a half. I think both of these teams could score a lot of points. So I would take the over and I would take a you know small money line bet here at plus 220. Yeah, as I say, it doesn't need to be large if you're getting 220. Yeah, yeah. This is not one I would throw 500 bucks down on to try to get a massive payment. It would be more like, eh, whatever. I'll throw a $50 yeah. bet down on a t- plus 220 money. 25 to 150, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, not, you know, not a super confident bet, but it, I mean, if you're just, if it was plus seven and a half, I would take the points with TCU here. Right. But since it's only a touchdown, I would just rather bet the money line. So give me TCU on the money line at plus 220. Give me yeah. over 64 and a half. Yeah. And if you can get TCU plus seven and a half, I think that's a good bet. Yeah. There, there is not currently. Yeah. I don't see one, but if you, if seven. you can find it. Yeah. Or but if, if it you moves can find to that. One, if it moves to that. Yeah. I, I would jump on that. So we'll, we'll caveat that there. If it jumps to seven and a half, I would be all over that. So, um, but yeah. And what, what did you pick on this game? Did you take a pick on this game? Over. Over. <laughs> Over again. That's what I'm talking about. Over 64 and a half, man. I like it. All right. Last game yep. on the docket this week. Yep. 8 p.m. Florida, Florida State is on the road at Syracuse. Florida State's laying seven points here on the road in the dome. I forget what the hell the name of the dome is now. But yeah, yeah. Uh, what the, the former carrier dome. Yeah, the former carrier dome. It's something stupid now. But uh yeah, the total's 50 and a half here. I, mm, I'll be honest. I would, I kind of want to lay the points with uh, Florida State here. If it was still a six and a half, let me see if I can still get a six and a half here. Yes, I can. It is six and a half on DraftKings. So 
I would lay the points with Florida State at six and a half. I mean, am I crazy? I don't think so. I'd still lay them at seven. I think they win by double digits. All right. I, well, I, I said for a month that Syracuse was a mirage. Mm-hmm. And then just as soon as I say, man, you know, they look like the better team against Clemson. Maybe they're for real back off it. They go out and they just get who Notre Dame, right? Just throttled them. Yeah. Um, and then they yeah. lost again. This, you know, Florida State minus the seven. <laughs> yep. And like I say, we can get it at six and a half on DraftKings Sportsbook, our sponsor. So I would say let's take the six and a half and run. So Florida State Deal. minus six and a half on the road. Do it. All right. Last couple here. Just a couple that we can skim over and rapid fire before we go. Uh, I have got Texas A&M. Trash-ass Texas A&M is on the road at Trash-ass Auburn. Oh, my God. Jimbo versus the Headless Horseman of Auburn. Cadillac. Cadillac. Auburn is actually favored in this game, and that's why I wanted to bring it to you. They opened at plus one and a half. They are now a one and a half point favorite. This this line is all over the place here. The money line on A&M is even. So... Yeah, the totals the totals forty eight and a half. Where where are you at here? Oh man, I just <sighs> Auburn only getting one and a half at home on a night game kind of tells you all you need to know about the state of Auburn currently. Um, I just can't do it. I I have to take <laughs> Texas A and M plus the point and a half. I, <laughs> Oh man, I like it. If I if I assume that Connor Weigman is is over the flu and able to play, um, you know, Devin A Chain is a really good player, and Auburn oh, yeah. has not been able to stop the run at all no. this no. season. So, yeah. I I guess give me as much as I worry that I'll hate myself in the morning. Give me Texas A and M plus one and a half. Oh man, well. I'm going to jump away from that and rapid fire the under here, 48 and a half, because I think Texas A&M's defense can do enough to slow down Auburn significantly. And we all know Texas A&M's offense is just not good. So playing on the road, reeling a little bit, I probably would join you on Texas A&M plus one and a half, but they're just so bad that I can't. I mean, Auburn at home, I wouldn't be willing to lay the points on either one here. So I'm just going to take under 48 and a half. And All right. So you're just going to say slugfest. And- yeah. Yeah, that's right. Defensive slugfest. Let's go. All right. So last one I'm throwing at you on rapid fire here. Cause and I'll scroll, make sure we didn't miss anything because at this point we're fine on time, whatever. Uh, Coastal Carolina at home. They are laying seven and a half against Southern Miss. What are you doing on coastal? The totals 50 and a half. I'm doing the same thing I always do on Coastal, and I'm betting on them. <laughs> Coastal minus seven and a half at home against a five and four Southern Miss team. Give it to me. Oh man, I like it. Yeah, this actually is closed. It opened at ten and a half, and it's down to seven and a half. So I kind of makes you wonder, but I'm with you, man. Let's lay the points with with the uh, Chanticleers and uh, just let it ride. I mean, maybe it's a close game, maybe it's not, but I'd be willing to lay those points and i would also lean on the over here because 50 and a half in a coastal carolina game anything relatively close to the number 50 i would be happy to take in a coastal game so give me over 50 and a half and i'm gonna lay the points with chanticleers yeah i think i would take over as well their their defense is just not very good 
Yeah, speaking of overs, would you like to take the over in Kansas and Texas Tech at 64 and a half? Because I would. <laughs> well, I would take, uh, I would take, I'll tell you what, I would take the over in that before I took the over 77 and a half in Arizona at UCLA. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, uh, last couple here we could throw out is South Carolina on the road at Florida. Uh, Beamer Ball, they are bowl eligible. Florida is not bowl eligible yet. Do they become bowl eligible this week, laying seven and a half against South Carolina? Uh, I'm trying to find it here. What's the money line? I think I would the take money Florida line on, on the money South, line. Uh, the money line on Florida is minus 315 here. So. Oh, okay. No, I wouldn't take that. Um, then I would lay the points with Florida. Oh, man. Seven At, and a half. Yeah, in the swamp. Uh, mm-hmm. af- afternoon game. Yeah, I'd. I just question how good South Carolina is still. And it's one of those, I, I think if Anthony Urshan has a good game, uh, Florida can win this by you know 17 points. Um, if he has a bad game, they could lose it outright. But I think if he's just decent, they can win by a touchdown. All right. Very well, last more than, pick. I'm, more than a touchdown, rather. All right. Well, very last pick I'm throwing at you, and we're going to get out of here. Well, that, nope. Actually, there's two more. Real quick, uh, Penn State at home against Maryland. They're laying 10.5, totals 59.5. You lay in the 10.5 with Penn State? Yep. Yeah, that's where I would lean as well. I think uh, Maryland can give them some problems, but, man, I, I, I like Penn State's defense here. So I would also be on the under 59.5 here. I, I just – I don't – well, no, I'm not going to take the under. Just lay the points of Penn State, and we'll call it a day. And then uh, last game before we get out, Clemson coming off that loss, that beat down. They are at home laying seven against Louisville. Total's 51 and a half. What do you got? Oh, my gosh. I don't uh, know. I don't want – I'm just going to run away. <laughs> it, no, this yeah. is two teams I still haven't figured out. Yeah, the, like I was Louisville just... has been wishy washy. If you, if a time traveler from ne- from next Wednesday showed up and said, "Hey, <laughs> Louisville won this by 13 points," I wouldn't be shocked at all. And if they say, "Yeah, Louisville got shut out and Clemson won 17 nothing," I wouldn't be shocked at that either. So I, I don't trust either team well enough at, to to make any sort of pick on that one. Mm, okay well i don't either i was just trying to bait you into taking something but that is going to close us out for week 11 man so we will be back with you next week we'd like to thank DraftKings sportsbook our corporate sponsor and we'll be back with you next week for week 12 man so uh until then catch you later Later. thank you very much have a great day